Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. What's up, Bernie? How you doing today? Dude, I'm telling you, every day we do this podcast is a holiday. Uh, it's like yes, one it of is. my favorite things to do, no matter how the day goes. You know, bringing guys on. You know, some that I played with, some that I didn't. I feel like the brotherhood is thick, no matter what. Um, and I think we have a special person today in Alex Erickson. You know, dude, I'm a huge fan, obviously. I think uh, we have a lot to talk about, but yeah. I'm just so happy that, you know, you, dude, you're like Mr. Reliable. <laughs> you catch everything that's thrown your way. You're a hard worker. You, you remind me of like Jimmy Leonard, just on the other side of the ball. You know, you're in your seventh year right now. I just think it's so cool, man. Like I'm, you know, like I fanboy some of these, some of the guys coming on, and I fanboy Michael Bennett last last week. So I feel like I can continue. Rightfully so. <laughs> Rightfully so. Well, thank you for being here. Um, I know we only have an hour with you. It's, it's special. Uh, you got to wake up, and I'm assuming practice tomorrow. Yeah, practice in the morning. Oof, what time? Uh, we go at like eleven something. So that's not yeah, so meetings bad, in the morning, and then practice practice after the meetings, and then more meetings. That's good. Yeah, well, that's you life in the NFL. Football, dude, can't be yeah, wrong. Can't you get wrong. paid to play football, man. You're you're living pretty much everyone's dream, unless you're like a soccer player. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, dude, it's so great to have you. Thank you for for joining us. I'm happy to be here, man. Can't wait. Awesome. Well, uh, before we get into it here with Alex, want to remind you guys that we are, in fact, presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline continues to be the number one resource. For all of your wagering needs, uh, find reviews and news for every league, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, golf, and most importantly, college football. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Bernie, where do you want to get started today? I just love the, first of all, I just love the read. I think it's just so you're so good at it. I, you I've know, never gambled I gambled on a sports game in my entire life, but it's hey, you I, know, don't gamb- I don't gamble on the Badgers. I I don't gamble on the Badgers. I don't gamble on the Bills. I I don't I can't like keep your heart separate. out of it, man. Yeah, it's impossible. So I can't do it. So I just don't. I just don't. <laughs> there. Well, well, how about we start where we usually do? Alex, tell us a little bit about like young little Alex and, and how did football come into your life? Yeah, man. Uh, sports has always been a big part of my life. I got two brothers, so you can imagine how that household was my dad loves sports. Um, but I just started playing in the yard, man. I got, I had an older brother. So he was, he was two years older than me. Um, almost three years older than me. So, you know, he, I always watched him and he always had a ball and we were always playing sports, just playing catch with dad in the yard. And, um, my mom would get out there. My mom didn't like to throw, but she liked to punt. So, uh, you know, you look back at your, your childhood and so my mom, I was always catching punts cause my mom was always, uh, pumping me the ball and, you know, fast forward, you know, 20 years or whatever. And next thing you know, you're catching punts for a living. So Dude, uh, wait, that's why, how she, started, man. why does she like to punt the football? She didn't like to throw. That's amazing. So, so she's, she's like, like, all right, I'll kick she's it. Punt it. Yeah. She's kicking to us. <laughs> I find that to be fascinating. Yeah. Good for your yeah, mom. So she set you up for all this success. I know. I got to thank my mom <laughs> <laughs> every day. I thank my mom every day. Um, oh my God. That's so cool. So you're growing up. So then when does like football actually come in like organized football helmet on or flag football? I don't even know if we had that yet, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't start playing tackle football helmets, all that till I was in seventh grade. I played, I played flag football in fifth and sixth grade and that's kind of how it all started. Um, which, you know, you kind of look back and it was actually great. Cause it was like, you learn the skill of the game 
And when you make a juke, you know, you got to make a guy miss by an extra two feet because your flag's <laughs> hanging down. And, um, but it really, I man, I just loved it. it. It was, it was something that it was just fun playing to friends and all that. And then seventh, and eighth grade came around and, you know, I grew up in Darlington, Wisconsin, which is a small school, but had a rich history of football success and a lot of state championships and, um, you know, a lot of the tradition was very rich in, in football there. So it was kind of a football town. And so it was like, that was what you did. You know, you went, um, we actually didn't have, we didn't have lights at the time. So we played Friday afternoon. So we got out of school early too. So that made it even more special. Um, but we played Friday afternoon. So you go watch, you go watch the game, you know, playing two hand touch behind the bleachers while the older kids are playing on the field and all that stuff. And, um, it was just, it was just playing ball, man. I just loved it. So that's how it all, you know, that's how it really grew. And, um, just kind of, you know, eventually you're like, man, I'm actually pretty good at this. Let's see how far I can take it. And, you know, you kind of just take one step at a time, high school, college. And, you know, when does that thought like hit? When does that thought hit? Like you're a sophomore, you're a junior, you're having all the success. Like for me, it was literally the second I started getting some letters. I was like, Oh wow. Cause I was a small school also. And we yeah. won some state championships. I got some letters from like these small schools that I've never heard of, but I was like, man, I'm cool. Like this yeah. is from a school, you know, like a, a university. Um, so when does that come? Like, when does that hit you? And you're like, wow, I could use this to take it to the next level. Yeah. So I, you know, I had success early. Like I w- was able to start right as a freshman, um, sophomore year, you know, really started catching stride and then, you know, really had big, big, uh, seasons, my junior and senior year. And, um, you know, it was my junior year, probably, you know, you start getting recruited and, um, but you know, it's a challenge as a small school guy and, you know, in a, you know, you're playing against smaller divisions. So it's, it's, you know, the notoriety and all the, the, the recruit, the scouts aren't always at those games. And so, you know, and I, and I was big into basketball. So I was kind of on the fence. Do I go play basketball? Do I go play football? And so I get to my senior year and I didn't, I had some, you know, D two schools and, you know, the D three schools in Wisconsin, just like a lot of the guys in Wisconsin, you know, um, you know, listen to Strix when he was on here, you know, it was kind of the same story. And, um, so I was like, man, if it's going to be D three football or D three basketball, I'm going to play basketball. Like I love basketball. Um, basketball practice is just more fun than football practice. Uh, so I was like, a lot gonna- more fun. Yeah. Like, just like a lot thing, playing a pickup game, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, man, I'm going to play basketball. So I actually committed to Stevens point to play hoops. Um, wow. and then it was like super late and I got a call from, you know, it was, it was the staff at the time. And, um, Luke Swan was on the staff at the time. And so I was kind of in contact with them a little bit, but it never really went anywhere. And then, I don't know what happened or what transpired, but, um, they offered me a walk-on spot, but it was going to be not till the spring of, Mm -hmm. so I was, I really wasn't going to be on the team until the spring of 2012, uh, after I graduated, you know, that the following spring. Um, so man, almost like like, like a walk-on gray shirt. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was a weird thing, but it was like, at the time I was like, it's an opportunity and that's all mm-hmm. you can ask for. And so I was, I really went back and forth, you know, talking to my parents about it and because it's just, it's a lot of risk. You know, I go to, I go to UW Stevens point and, um, you know, I, I played a lot of my AU guys were going to that team. So it was going to be like a situation that was going to be, it was a sure situation, you know, but at the same time, it's like, it's Wisconsin, you know, it's what I grew up wanting to play for. And here's my chance there's no way I could pass that up. There's well, you no say way. you don't know what happened. I know what happened. You were the uh, you were the Wisconsin small school athlete of the year as a senior, basically <laughs> just like tearing up the entire state. That's what happened. I mean, th- there's no yeah. question about that. I mean, your senior year was special. What do you think sort yeah. of like put you over the top? Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I just got the ball out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, it was cool, man. It, you know, you look, it, when you're in the, when you're in it, you kind of don't really, I don't, I don't want to say you take it for granted, but you don't ever look back and be like, man, that was pretty cool. So, you know, being, you know, I'm getting a little older, you know, you kind of, I got kids of my own now. So you kind of like, 
you know, you cherish things more and, you know, you look back and I was like, that, that was pretty special. And it, it was a lot of things happened, happened to go my way. Um, but being in the right spot, the right time and, and capitalizing on it, you know, that's, it's really what helped me springboard my career. So you took to so you, you came to Madison on that bet and you see, so, so you could participate, but you couldn't practice. You could only work out. So I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I was just, I was just a student that fall. Wow. So the fall, like, um, that would have been Russell's senior year or the rear Russell Wilson was there. And so I was going to, I was going to come in basically like an early enrollee does, you know, with the, the next year, mm-hmm. uh, basically I was coming to that crew and, um, so yeah, man, I just went to school as a normal student, like just doing the murals, just playing, just, just hanging out, working so where out. Were had, living, where were you living? Where were you living that, that first semester then? What dorm did they have you in? I mean, you probably weren't in down the in region. Sm- I was in Smith. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. I was, um, no, it's right. I was in the region. Um, cause I was like extended. Um, cause the dorms, I got in so late that the dorms were all filled up. So they, I, I was in the, it was through the, it was through the university, but you just, you're in the region because it was just like overflow, um, which ended up being great because you're right next to the facility, but I didn't love looking at the stadium and then going there every day for like 10 hours. No, I was just yeah. like, man, it's too much for me. Yeah. Like then I love the back, separation. Go back to your dungy dorm room. Yeah. <laughs> it's also the region in 2000 was in there. 2002 was a dump. I mean, it, I don't know what it is now, but it wasn't, I'm it sure was nicer right than a lot of other places though. So I, I can't, it had subway in it and it smelled like subway all day. You know, Greenbush bakeries in that thing now. It is. And it's, it looks Dude, so, I'd delicious. Be so fat if I lived there now. So fat. Yeah, By the way, I, um, I would have never made it. This guy, uh, Newkirk, I'm forgetting his first name. His girlfriend worked at Subway. So we'd go there all the time. And she'd be like $2 and 50 cents for a $5 food. You know, like when you're in college, you broke it. Oh, a joke. Yeah. Yeah. We would crush sandwiches. Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> the green bush, <laughs> I would be fat. So you show up, you're at the region. You really can't. So you really can't communicate with the team because you're not huh? part of it yet. No. So how nerve wracking is that? Well, it's nerve wracking because you don't know what's going to happen the next year. You don't know. Like they could pull that spot anytime. Like, you know, staff changes, all this stuff. And now you're like, dude, what the heck? I mean, I'm sure I probably could have went back to Steven's point, but it's like, you know, when you got your mindset on something and you got, this is the, this is the mission, like you want to get it done. And so, yeah, dude, everything worked out. I came in and joined the squad uh, that spring and basically went through spring ball and the, you know, was on the team and all that stuff and went through that season, didn't play at all. It kind of just, it was, it was essentially my freshman year because that, that I lost my red shirt basically. Mm-hmm. So I only had, well, I could have went, no, I couldn't. Cause I was, I was a full-time student. So you had to, you had to, there were so many, you had to take less than 12 credits to not for that, for that first semester, not to count against your eligibility and all yada, yada, yada. So I had, I had four years. And stuff like that. It's such a pain. Yeah. So you, you, your clock starts when you get there. Um, so I had, I had four years. So I lost, I basically lost my retro year, but whatever. I didn't, wasn't even thinking about that. Basically with that whole year and doing look team stuff. Cause I played quarterback in high school. And mm-hmm. so when I got to Wisconsin, it was like, well, you're going to play safety or you're going to play uh receiver. And I didn't like defense that much. So I'm like, I'm going to play offense. And so I'm going to play receiver. And they, you know, Luke Swan was kind of the walk on guy that I looked up to because we played in the same conference growing up. Um, he was older than I was, but, and he was on that staff when I first got there. And then obviously Abadaris was the guy there when you know, I first got there. So I had, I had a great guy to look up to and a guy that took me under his wing. And, um, you know, it's kind of a blessing getting there and never playing receiver before, because I didn't have any bad habits at receiver, you know, everything I was learning was the way they wanted it. And, um, it was high level coaching, learning a position. So I was able to pick up the position really fast and, uh, so I go through that base that first, my first year and then the spring, that next spring. So my second spring there is kind of really when my career took off, we had a lot of injuries at receiver and the spring balls, you know, really developmental time. And, um, now I really started making plays and I really started, you know, finding my way as a receiver. And, you know, it was, it was kind of one of those things like this guy's got a chance to compete in, in, in fall camp and, you know, camp comes around and, um, 
I'm able to compete. I'm kind of like the fourth, fifth guy. So, you know, not playing a ton. And then I ended up beating out one of the guys toward the end of that year and um, got my first start that year, actually at Ohio state night game. So, um, you know, looking forward to this weekend, but I think, man, those are, those are pivotal moments in my career that you look back like, you know, the injuries, the opportunities, and then just capitalizing, man. And right, I was staying ready. Yeah. Wait, so go back. Cause you went over this so quickly and yeah. I think it's so awesome. You show up day one, like it's January 20 something. Yeah. Everyone just got back from break. The bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. So like you walk into the locker room, like what is day one for you? Dude, I, I had no idea what I was getting into. I, and then like, it was the old locker room, you know, so you're down in the dungeon weight rooms down there. Like only the OGs know that stuff, man. Like that was, right, those listen, I, that was my favorite yeah. place. I love it. Gosh, that was good. And <laughs> you know, the first interaction you have is the strength staff. So big herbs, you know, B-Bot, um, and Jamil was there too. So those are the guys that, you know, I just jump in and man, I didn't, I was, I would just shut. I just keep my mouth shut. But did they give you a locker? Like, what did you like get? Shoes, yeah, bro, I, was on, I was like on the. I was just like no, one of the guys. So you show I up. Got, they give you all your issued gear. They're like, all right, Alex, gear, here's, here's your shirt. Locker, here's yeah. your shorts, your socks, your rods, your the basically everything. Like everything. Yeah, to I, work yeah out. I was just like a. I was a bird, a preferred walk on at that yeah. point. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, and it, and I, you know that they kept their word on it and all that stuff, and uh, awesome. it was cool, man. So I jump in and just start. Grinding. Where was your locker in the OG locker room? Um, so it was, you remember the, the equipment, the equipment yep. room was like kind of at a horizontal, like a, and then yep. there was the wall there. It was in the middle. So I was facing the middle, like where the couches were at. Okay. Yeah. I was in the back, right. I love okay. it back there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me, it just brings back the chills. The weight room was so like, I loved it. it I, I listen. I never thought you could improve these things. And yeah. now you walk down there and you're like, this isn't fair. Well, it was a great setup because two steps here, you're in the weight room, two steps here, you're back in the locker room, two steps here, you're in the Pfizer center. Like yeah, you're you in the training. Everything. Yeah. Everything was right there. I mean, it wasn't, everything. I mean, it wasn't no state of the art facility, but it was dude, they had everything you needed. They, they had everything you needed. Oh man. I'm, I'm so excited that you had that too. Cause I don't oh. I don't know when they switched over one day. I just showed up and I'm like, where is everything? Down yeah, so here I, was, now? I was there that whole transition, like from the old facility, new facility, um, from Bielema to Anderson to Chris. I had all three coaches, had Alvarez for two games. Like, literally, I had the whole experience, dude. <laughs> everything in Wisconsin the last 25 years. Dude, you had you had like 30 years of history in one yeah. career. Got the old facility, new facility, like all the coaches. Wow. That's so incredible. You mentioned, you mentioned Herbs, you mentioned Jamil, and you mentioned Bot. Yeah, I played with both of those guys, and Bot was one of the strength conditioning coaches. So I yeah. love the overlap. What was so? What's your experience like when you're in the weight room? You're like, man, because I remember walking in there and being like, "This is thirty times, a hundred times the size of my weight room in high school." Mm-hmm. What's that like for you? What's meeting Herbs, who was like, he's a pretty scary dude, bald, like just ginormous, and then you meet Bot, who's like a jokester. Yeah, yeah. So Bot trains me now, so me and Bot are you know, really close, but I think, and I'm a guy that likes to do everything right. And like kind of follow the rules type stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they're saying, dude, it's, it's, it's scripture to me. Like I'm following it. And so, yeah, dude, it, but it was so good because I was, you don't realize what you didn't don't have and don't know, you know? And so you get there and it's just like, there's so much to learn. There's so many resources. There's, I can get so much stronger, so much faster and you realize how much untapped potential you have. Like I never had specialized training. I never had nutrition. Like I just worked out and ate whatever I wanted to eat and just played ball, you know, didn't even really train that much. And so you're really tapping into a whole nother level of yourself that you didn't know you had. And as you know, Bernie, like those weight room sessions were no joke. Like we we're getting after it and they were trying to break your will and see what you were as a, a boy trying to become a man and the mental games, the physical just toll they try to take on you. And it really allows you to 
just harness everything and really become the player you want to be. Because as you know, like the mental side of it is, is where it's at. And there's a lot of guys that can come in and work hard on day one, but you can, you come back week two, week three, week four, we're sore, tired coach has been up your butt, you know, you know, Herb's coming up with these crazy workouts and you just got to keep going, man. And just, it was cool, man. It's just, I was just really grateful to be there at the time too. So it's just like, Hey, whatever they say, man, I'm going to do it and just try my hardest. Dude, I was the same way. Cause you, I would assume JD was there, but not as a coach, John Detman. Yeah. He, he was, was a, kind of the, he was in the administration part of it. Yeah. At that point, overseeing so he everything was the weight training coach for him. He bananas. Yeah. Dude was there at like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I've heard just never sat down like constant energy. And it was scripture. Like you say, like anything that guy told me I did, I never said no. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, dude, he's like, lift that thing, lift all these heavy weights. I'm like, done. I'll do whatever you want. And like, we did all the, you know, you're doing a pull-up challenge versus another man, you know, you're doing holding the dumbbells, right? Like that stuff at like, you think you can only go so long and then you've got another guy across from you competing and you're like, how did like do the plank holds? Like, I'm sure you guys did all the same stuff. Like just the challenging you as a man against that other guy and whoever can outlast it. And it had nothing to, I mean, it had a little bit of physical, but it was more mental. Like your mind just wanted to say, Hey, tap out. You're good. But you knew you had to push through and find a way to go for another 30 seconds, another minute, another two minutes, however, however long it took. Yeah. I always had bottom my ear, like, dude, don't let this guy beat you. Yeah. I'm like, but yeah. I'm on like 50 dips, dude. Scott Starks can do 150. Why did you guys put me up? I <laughs> yeah. used to be like, dude, why did you put me with them? I can't I'm do the dip. Bag, 265 pounds, but yeah. I could do like 50 dips. And they're like, well, we don't have anyone else to put you. And I'm like, well, this isn't fair. Yeah. Uh, but I did like, like that joking, you know, as you become kind of older, you can kind of joke with the guys a little more mm-hmm. um, with like bot and those guys. That's why bot and, and I'm still like great friends with him. I think he's one of my favorite people, but yeah, man. Great guy. really, you know what I think? Like really cared for the guys mm-hmm. and really was there for you. And no matter what JD, I'm sure whatever Herbs was saying, like he had your back, even if he was yelling at you, he's, he would always pull you over and be like, listen, Bernie, you, you can do better than this. Yeah. Like, I thought that was great. So wait, let's jump back in. Cause I can talk about the way from all day with you. <laughs> um, so the first spring practice, tell people like, what is spring practice like? I truly hated it. But it is worth it's it's important for your for a player's development. And I definitely figured that out my second, my first, after my first one, I figured out like, wow, spring ball is really important. You got to get better in these three yeah. weeks. What was the first one like for you? And you said after the second one, that's when you took off. What was the yeah. difference between the two? Well, I think the first one you kind of come in, you know, you wet behind the ears and you're just like looking around, like I don't and know. You didn't even practice. So like, this is your first experience practicing. This is my first, yeah. My first time practicing with the team. Right. right, That's nuts. Yeah. And I'm wearing number 30 as a receiver. So you can tell where I was at in the depth chart. Like, (laughs) you know, but you look back and like, there was no expectations on me. So like, I had nothing to lose. Like, just go play. Like, and whatever happens, like, if it doesn't work out, so what? Like, at least you took your shot and you went down swinging, but you know, I get in there. I was like, I don't don't know where to go. Like (laughs) I hardly, you know, I, I never played this position before. Like getting in a stance was new. Like, you know, I, I played a little bit in high school, but it, you know, it was just like, go line up and do what you want to do. But now there's like technique and there's, I got to run routes at certain depths. I got to be able to whole bunch of different formations and all this stuff. And so, you know, I probably had limited reps my first year. I can't really remember, but um, it was just a good experience to get, get used to the way they do things, get used to the way, um, the routes are run and really just be a sponge and absorb as much as I can, knowing that I probably not going to play this year. Um, just, so just learn as much as I can and get out there and just see what the guys are doing and, um, and just try to take it one step at a time. Who are the guys in that room that you were like looking up to? You're like, wow, I need to kind of mold myself around what these guys are doing. Yeah. So it was uh, Jared Everdaris was obviously the number one. Um, Duckworth, Duckworth was there at the time, uh, Ike Williams. Um, and then it was just a bunch of young guys trying to establish themselves. Um, you know, Marquise Mason was there at the time. And then Jordan Frederick was a guy that 
uh, was my age came in Lance Barrett's Connor Cummins, uh, Kenzel Doe. Um, so we had a lot of unproven guys like looking back, you know, so it was a good situation to come in and, um, you know, could find a role, you know, if you, you could figure it out. Um, but you know, I had, had to do that first. What was the hardest part of figuring it out? I th- it was just, it was also new. And I, you know, I think, um, and I wasn't, I wasn't, um, wasn't really sure if I could play at that level. You know, I come from a small school, you know, so you, you kind of have that little, like you got the chip on your shoulder, but you also have that, that doubt, you know, the other, you know, the good, you know, the two things on the shoulder, the one saying, you know, making all excuses. You're from a small school. You never played this position for man. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be it. And then you got the other side, like, man, screw that. Like go compete, go, go do it. You know, you, you know, you got it in you. And, and so for me, it was like, you know, you sit, you make a play or two. You're like, dude, I think I got a chance here, you know, and that confidence just slowly grows and it's a really authentic confidence because you've earned it and you've earned the right to be on that field. You've earned the right to line up with the, whatever, maybe it's the threes and then the twos, and then eventually get the ones, you know, but that's all earned. So there's no doubt in your mind that you shouldn't be there. And that just slowly accelerated for me. And, uh, it really just took off fast, man. Dude, I love that you say like there's the chip on your shoulder, but then you're also the doubt because that I, that has to be like every player. Yeah. Uh, besides like maybe Brandon Williams, everyone <laughs> probably is like, because uh, he was the most vocal dude. Like he told you he'd do it as a freshman. He's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. But like you're right, coming from a small school, same thing. I'm like, man, I I would line up and be like, hey, coach, literally in a three point stance screaming, coach, who do I block? He's like, yeah. Nick Grison. I'm like, oh man, you know, Nick Grison's <laughs> laughing at me. Yeah. So he's, cause he's coming out as a full, full go. And uh, so I definitely feel, you know, how you felt in those mm-hmm. situations. But once you start getting that confidence, man, that's really where it goes yeah. bananas. And you, yeah. I'm sure your coach was getting hyped. Like when you were doing yeah. good things, like people start, you kind of start feeding into that confidence mm-hmm. a little. Well, and then I went, to the, I went to that season and I was just doing scouting the whole time. So it wasn't a ton of coaching. It was like, but you had, you had your, you had your techniques that you wanted to do. And so now you're just, you're running off the cards that the coach is showing, but you're trying to use your technique. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a chance for me to go play without like really being criticized or really being evaluated um, really closely. I mean, I'm sure they looked at it, but, and so it was a chance for me to get a lot of reps uh, and just go play ball. And then that spring ball, you know, that was when I, the next spring ball uh, was really when I cut it loose and, um, I remember there was a play we ran, we ran a sluggo and I beat the DB. And that was kind of the play that I remember in my mind, like, all right, this is going to be the year, man. You're going to, you're going to get a, you're going to have a chance. And lo and behold, it, that was the year. Well, I want to stay in, in scout team for just a second, because a lot of my favorite stories that we hear come from scout team, because I think, I, I don't know what it is about it, but I guess ridiculous things happen there. Um, especially from some of the, the walk-on guys, uh, always seem to have the best scout team stories. So what were some of the highlights or lowlights of your time on scout team that fall? Well, I think, I think just looking back, like how we practiced, like there's no way I can make it through a season now, like <laughs> being in the NFL for seven years, like the way we practice now, like we go hard, but you know, everything's taken care of. Like no one's hitting you, you know, you got pads on, you know, 10 times in a season during practice. And then other than that, you're just kind of with, you know, the little shells on and stuff, but at Wisconsin, man, we, we'd have the pads on Fridays, like doing like, <laughs> I was like, man, I just, that whole, that whole process, dude, you look back, you're like, we were freaking working. We were working. And man, I, I don't know if I can think of like one memory, um, anything specific, but I just, I just think of the whole body, like, Cause then we'd play Saturdays and then you, you go out, you know, after the games and like, just be a college student Sunday morning, Devo lifts, man. You're in there at like six, seven o'clock in the morning. Like it just reeks of beer and everyone's breath. Like, <laughs> and here we are squatting as much as you can. Like, but all right, you get it done. You go watch the film. Then you go home for the day and you're like, man, <laughs> the only thing good about uh, it is you really have no responsibility outside of yeah. just like being a human like dummy. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know how, cause like all we did is look at cards and get yelled at for not running the cards correctly. Yeah. Or you 
did run the card correctly and then you had to run it again because the defense messed up and then yeah. you had to if you burnt them you had to rerun it because you you killed them <laughs> because you killed them but and then if you didn't do it right they got yelled at so you were just you were you didn't know what side to go it's a lose lose it was a lose lose yeah. but imagine running like iso and winning first time like like all you know in the whole day and then they're like well do it again because you did it wrong and then, then you're like you dude i have a headache like I gotta yeah. do this again. Well, yeah, because um, you know when you burn him, the the older guy's <laughs> pissed off now. So he, now he's now you got target in your back. So okay, so but one of the great like <laughs> you were there though for the Ryan Ramchek year that he was on scout team, right? Where he had yes. to be on. Was he as dominant bro. on scout team as all the legend says? Bro, it was unbelievable. Like I remember Ramchek being there. Um, and, has he been on here yet? No, no. he hasn't. Um. But dude, his story is unbelievable, and he was going to be a welder. Now the dude signed like a hundred million dollar deal. Like he would have to weld for a thousand years to make that. Much money. <laughs> Someone now, needs to do the math on that. Someone needs to do yeah, the math on was, how much. Like he was, he was just a scout team guy. Like, and you look down and like he's going against Beagle and Showbird and Watt, and I mean he he was. You can ask those guys, but I guarantee you all of them say he was the best lineman they went against all year. And he, wow. he can't even play because of the stupid NCAA rule, but that's another, that's another time. But like, yeah, the dude was just, I mean, he's first rounder, first rounder on the scout team. Like <laughs> how many, how many schools have that? Not many, but a lot of schools and Wisconsin is, I think special is you, we have a lot of guys who played, look, Owen Daniels won a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, and he was on the scout team getting MF'd every single play as yeah. a quarterback and, as a quarterback. And well, then there's there's something to be said about the developmental process. For sure. Like making a guy come in and sit back and learn the position the right way and just do it, do it, do it the way it needs to be done. And you know, you get you're gonna get your chance eventually. And when you get that chance, you're gonna be good because you, you're hungry. Yeah, and you've had that process time yeah. learning all and this. And you don't stuff. ever want to go back. Oh yeah. You don't yeah, ever like, want to, yeah. You know, it's like the, it's kind of like the executives that, you know, work in the, you know, work in the, you know, the plant and then they work all the way up and like, they make good presidents and CEOs and stuff. Cause they know the whole process. Right. It's the same thing. I think here, like you start on scout team, right. You do the dirty work, you do the job that no one wants to do. And then when you get your chance, you're not giving that thing up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why so many what Badger walk-ons are so good and not just go on to contribute, but start all conference and playing the NFL. Yeah, I think so. I, th I think it's, you know, I've had this conversation a lot. I think the state of Wisconsin, the way it's structured with Wisconsin being the only D one school kind of hurts a lot of the kids because, you know, it takes a small school to offer you. And then, you know, you kind of trickle effect up, you know, with more schools getting notice. Um, but I think too, is just a lot of good players that, you know, they're going to be good players, but, it's going to be, you know, two years down the road, maybe a year down the road, maybe just a little bit of time for the guy to develop. And, um, you know, when you're 18 year old kid, like you don't, you're not matured yet. Like you got a long way to go. So like giving guys that chance to do that, um, I think it's really paid dividends for Wisconsin, obviously. Dude, that developmental lift. I remember bot would be, would be standing there spotting me on squat. Like yo, Bernie smell like a bar. I was like, dude, we were there like three hours ago. Yeah. You're forcing yeah. me to be here right now on a, like on a Sunday. I didn't play in the game. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're going to on Tuesday again. Like, why am I doing that? The percentage of guys not being hungover but still drunk was high percentage. High. <laughs> the, the shakeout run was hard. Oh, gosh, dude. And it was, you know, Bot would hold it. And he was told me, he's like, Dude, these guys are at like six. We're supposed to be at 13 seconds of skill. And he's like, 12, 13, it's like 16, 17, 18. Yeah. <laughs> and it was only an 80 yard field. You know, but the, that was the, a great uh, old bot, though. Like, he understood, like, you need, like, you're going to bust your butt, but like, go be a student too. Like, enjoy it all. Cause that's, yeah. good. you know, then turn's going to make you better as well. You know, it's being just maybe not getting drunk every night, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, teaches night. you to know your own limits. <laughs> Yeah. And I think just, just knowing there's more to this experience than just squatting in the weight room 24 seven, you know?
Right. Uh, although those are my favorite stories. You're like, oh, man. dude, what was your best story about going to like history? Days, dude. Literally, I couldn't tell you any funny stories about going <laughs> to class. I mean, I yeah. could actually. There's there's some, but yeah. not like anything tremendously great about it. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry, Wisconsin. And I work <laughs> for the university, but like. Oh, your stories are in the weight room or in the locker room or on the field. Well, yeah, that's the part you miss the most. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, okay. So two questions then relating to that. First one in the weight room, who was the biggest freak? Why was it Leon Jacobs? And if it wasn't Leon Jacobs, then who was it? Because I can't imagine it could be anyone else. Um, and then secondly, who was the guy that would like get everyone going in the weight room when people were dragging? Oof. Yeah, I, I think Leon Jacobs is probably the biggest freak. I've seen in the weight room. Um, Chris Borland is still the best football player I've ever seen, but in the weight room. Yeah. I remember he got suspended one year um, um, for some fake accusations or whatever. And then, so he missed like that whole block of training in the summer. And so then he comes back, I think like the last week and we were doing like max outs and stuff. And he we're like, what have you been doing? He's like, I've just been playing basketball. Like the dude ate McDonald's like four days a week. And he maxed out the most out of anybody. I was like, dude, what? Like just came in and squatted a house, like just walks off, goes, gets Mickey D's and just, (laughs) it's like, dude, but yeah, I mean, he was just a free, I remember. And then one play, like he, he took a bad angle at Melvin and Melvin got up the sideline. And so, Leon ran past him kind of, and then bellied up the white line and dude, he, he hocked Melvin Gordon. Like just <laughs> it down. I was like, dude, what? Uh, Melvin probably won't say he did that, but I remember vividly Leon running him down. Leon was a freak. He was a freak. Wait, let's get back to you though. Cause we've talked about a lot of other people, which I think <laughs> is awesome nonetheless. So, so when is it, when do you like, okay, I'm in the game. Like what's your first game? Like, you know, you're going to play like, um, it was, it was kind of second half of the year of, which would have been my sophomore season. This is 2013 now. Um, it was the second half of the year. I just remember, um, there was some inconsistency at the position. And so I remember coach, um, coach Beatty at the time he's with the chargers now. Um, he was like, Hey, I need you to just cause I was going in on like the 13 personnel I was like doing some of the dirty work blocking and, you know, get a couple routes here and there. Um, and then he's like, Hey, just be ready to, you know, go into that role. And, um, you know, a couple things happened where just the guy in front of me wasn't performing well enough. And so they, they put me in there, man. I just never looked back. I think it was first Penn state had a couple catches. Um, we played Ohio. My first start was at Ohio state had a couple catches and, um, really was just the third guy, you know, playing off Aberderis and, um, just being solid in my role, man. Just, I I mean, I always catch the ball well. And, um, so that was, that was number one, like, can you catch consistently? And then, um, I was willing to block, as you know, Wisconsin, you got to do a lot of blocking. And so that's kind of how it started. And, um, you know, that role just, it grew, you know, it's, you got to get the trust of the, of the locker room, you know, your guys, and then you know, you got to get the trust of the coaches to be able to put you in. And I was able to do that. And my role just really grew on that sophomore year. And then, um, had the bowl game and, you know, and then Aberderis was graduating. So it was time for someone to grab the reins that might go into my junior year. Do that. So, so we play Ohio state this week. What's mm-hmm. it like, like your first of your first start at Ohio state is, must be crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. What is that night like? And what's it like going into Ohio state to kind of bring it back to like where we are today? Yeah, it it was a really cool moment. It was a night game. Uh, The shoe holds what a hundred, a little over a hundred thousand people, LeBron James on the sidelines. Like, (laughs) um, that's awesome. And it was a cool game. I mean, we, we fought, we, we ended up a little short, but it was the game where Aberderis, uh, Roby wanted to guard Aberderis, uh, one-on-one and Abby went off for like 180 yards or something on him. And, um, man, that was just, a it was a cool moment. Dude. I remember, I remember I went up and, uh, it was a moment I never forget. Just, just kind of thinking about teammates and stuff like that. I went up and it was kind of a Joel threw me a great ball and I come down and the guy punched the ball out. And so I get up and the Ohio state guys tr- talking trash and 
I remember being, I was a young guy in the group because it was Doc Worth and then, you know, Abby on the other side. And um, I remember the guy was talking trash and both Abby and Duckworth come and like push the guy away and stuff like that. <laughs> it was just like a cool moment. Like, Hey, we got your back, man. Like, like, let's go, you know, type thing. And it, it was those little moments like that, that as a player and as a teammate, like it's a brotherhood, man. Like it's a brotherhood. You, you spend a lot of time grinding with these guys. And, um, that was just a little moment, the moment that I remember about my first game in Ohio state. And, uh, but it's a, it's a pretty cool environment. There's, I mean, it's a top, it's a top environment in the country, obviously, and um, with the success that they've had. So I think it'll be cool for these guys this, this weekend to go in there with nothing to lose. And um, <laughs> hey, see if you can get it done. Dude, I'm with you. We got nothing to lose at all. Yeah. Like it's exciting. For, it's exciting because it's just exciting. Yeah. I know you have like the chance to knock off like one of the top teams in the nation. Mm-hmm. And Wisconsin, you know, like we're kind of like create, we've, we're kind of created to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah. you know, I, I hated seeing Washington state where we are created to like, you know, give somebody a hard time. And we have one of the best defense in the nation. Yeah. But let's continue with you though. Cause we only have like 10 more minutes and you have a extremely extensive career. So, so after that Ohio state game, after that season, you're now the head, you're now number one, yeah. right? You're, you're like the guy take us through like, how did that, so like, take us through that progression. You know, what were you seeing? What were you doing that was special to keep you there? I mean, obviously we all know, but like the, the early years of this. Yeah, it was, um, um, well, too, I'm thinking back, that was actually in that bowl game. Um, I came off, I got hurt that bowl game too, of my, after my sophomore year. So I wasn't even able to do spring ball the next season. And so it was really a time like, and it was, a, it was, it was pivotal in my career because it was the first time I've ever been injured where I couldn't play. And mm-hmm. it was also the biggest opportunity of my life in terms of football. Um, Abby was gone. There's no number one receiver. Um, the leading guy coming back in terms of statistics and I'm hurt. And so, uh, as you know, like injuries were a chance for me to get my career started. So now you're the guy that's injured. And so there's a lot of stuff going through your mind, but I was able to overcome that injury and come into camp, the fall camp, my junior year, we had, um, man, I don't even remember that year was such a blur, but I had a good camp. I, I hit the ground running right where I was at, like making plays, being the guy, um, that they wanted. And, um, and so, yeah, man, that season was good. I had, I, you know, led the, led the team in catches and all that and yards and um, set myself up for a really good senior season. Um, I was healthy, all that stuff. And, um, and then Anderson leaves. <laughs> and so it was like, man, you just, you just got your, you just got your feet. What you got your feet established with the staff and uh, an offense and all this stuff. And then um, coach Chris is coach Chris coming back, which, there was never a doubt that it was going to be a good fit and it was going to work out, but you know, it's still, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta prove it again. You gotta prove it again. And, you know, looking at my career in the NFL too, it's been the same thing, right? You got to prove every year, prove every year. And my time in Wisconsin is the same thing. You got to prove every year and being a walk on, you're kind of built that way anyway, mentality wise, like um, nothing's been given to you. And um, yeah, so I come into my senior year and, yeah, it was, it was, it was a big year for me and it really worked out well. <laughs> Matt Perkins, uh, Alex, you are what fourth ranked sixth with receptions, career receptions. Uh, I'm probably around, 10, I don't know. 10th 10, with yards. I think, yeah, right around there, probably somewhere. Dude, you can find anything on Wikipedia. Yeah. I did not find that your mom used to punt you footballs. <laughs> uh, that would have been great if that was on there. Yeah. Um, Dude, that's so special though. I mean, think about yeah. it. You're a walk on, you had to miss a year and then you have your top 10 in, in a couple of statistical areas. Yeah. What does that mean for you? It, w- it was just like, I didn't even, I can't even like think back to like me, like actually really enjoying it at the time. Like, I think I was just <laughs> like, I was so just like focused on the next thing and I don't know if it's good or bad, but for me, it was what I needed to do. And so, um, yeah, my senior year, dude, it was, 
like going through that whole year, like I just had a big game after big game. And, um, and just a little story about that. Cause I get to the last, I get to USC and I needed, I think I needed like five catches to tie Aberderis for the single season record. And so I get five catches in the first half of the game. We're playing USC in San Diego. So I get five catches. So I'm, I'm down. I think I'm down. No, I needed, I needed six to tie seven to win. I got five in the first half. So I needed two catches in the second half to, to break the school record. And we, the kick returner gets hurt. So they're like, and I never did kick off. I never did kick off returns in college. And so they're like, Alex, you want to go back and do it? I said, sure. So I go back there and I just get rocked, dude. Just get like running through there. I think it was going to be like offense and just get crushed. And so I think I'm a little concussed going into that second half and you know, Joel's telling me where to line up and all this stuff. And I get shut out in the second half, dude. Don't get one uh, catch. Oh, brutal. All, all because of the return. And which... me and Aberdaris, like we're, we're good friends and stuff. So, you know, I always joke about it. Like, man, you're lucky I got knocked out or else I would have shattered your record. <laughs> That's funny. Which is also kind of ironic though, because kickoff returns became your calling card in the NFL. Dude. Yeah. I know people always ask me like, cause I only did, I don't know if we want to go there yet. The NFL, but yeah, let's go there. Yeah, let's go. We would have right. a couple minutes. We might as well. Yeah. So I always share the story with the guys. Um, so yeah, I, I only, I split, I split pump returns with a uh, shoulder uh, soldier and Shelton my senior year. And then didn't do any kickoff returns except that one versus USC, my senior year season, my last game. And so then I get to Cincinnati. I, I go undrafted longest day of my life watching the draft go undrafted and um i had a couple teams that wanted me um bobby ingram actually called me he was in the he was in baltimore at the time um cincinnati and then minnesota those kind of three teams that i had it down to but i had a really good relationship with the wide receiver coach in cincinnati and um, he saw my game as i saw my game so i knew it was gonna be a good fit that way and they lost they lost their two and three receiver and so it was, uh, it was a chance for everyone to, you know, bump up and spots need to be filled. So I go to Cincinnati and having a good camp playing well. Um, but as you know, in the NFL, they're going to keep five, six receivers. Now they keep seven sometimes. Um, but at the time it was five or six usually. And, you know, if you weren't a top three guy, you had to play special teams. And so it's like, where am I going to fit in special teams? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be an off returner, like blocking stuff. Like it's just physics at that point. And um, so I'm like, dude, I got to do it as a returner. And so I was, you know, I was doing really good at receiver, but it was going to come down to, could you do the returner stuff? And I wasn't even on the, really on the depth chart because I didn't do it in college, but I'd always go out for practice and, and show the coach I'd catch punts. So fast forward to the first preseason game, I played in the first half on offense, had a touchdown catch, like doing well. And the fourth quarter comes around and the guy that they wanted to be the punt returner hurt his ankle. So kind of like, you know, my career at Wisconsin, someone gets hurt. Boom. There you are. And so Darren Simmons, especially coach, he's still there now. Great coach. And he's like, Alex, go in there. And so we're playing the Vikings and I'm like, I'm so nervous, dude. Like I, I've caught like 10 punts in my career, probably 15 punts in my career, 20, maybe. I don't know how much the number was, but the dude bombed me a punt, the Minnesota guy. So I'm running back and I kind of like catch it over my shoulder, like turn around. I'm like, all right, here we go. So I run up <laughs> and like, boom, 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 bounce off tackles. Shoom, read the sidelines, 75 yard touchdown. First ever play. Dang. Yeah. So then fast forward a week. So now we're, we're in Detroit week two, same thing. Fourth quarter comes around. I was like, Alex, get in there. And boom, right up the middle, 30 yard, almost, almost break the house again. So third week, the coach is like, all right, let's start this guy. Cause third week was the dress rehearsal. When we had four games, the third week was like the dress rehearsal. We're going to go, we're going to go um, play our starters. So he starts me. I started as a punt returner and Guy hits me one, boom, another like 30 yard, almost broke it out again. Like I just had just had so many things going my way and just had the hot hand, had another like long punt return. They released the guy that I was competing with the next, like the fall after the game, like the following week. And I, I won the job. And then here we go. What was that feeling like? What was, what, what was that feeling like when, the, when it was like, you made the roster, you made the 53 man. 
I remember like it was yesterday, man. I was, so we played on Thursday and then Friday and Saturday were the cut days. And then you come back in Sunday um, and start the week for the following game. And it's different now because there's three preseason game. You kind of get like an extended weekend, all that stuff. But I remember the coach, the, the staff saying, Hey, make sure you keep your phones on. Like we'll be calling you guys. Um, he was just saying this to everybody. And so I remember getting on the, getting my car. I'm literally on the, like Cincinnati's right on the river. So I stayed in Kentucky. Uh, I was at the team hotel in Kentucky. And then Cincinnati was uh, on the river. And I was literally on the bridge driving over um, to my family's in town. So I was, I was meeting uh, my girlfriend at the time. My, my mom and dad were in town. One of my good friends was in town because they were there for the last preseason game and stuff. And I had a coat. Marvin Lewis is calling me. I'm like, <laughs> and he calls me and he says, Alex, I don't want you to be worried about this weekend. You made the team. Congratulations. We look forward to this man. season, man. And dude, I was just like, it was so surreal, man. Like I made an NFL roster. So and, cool. you know, I, I think you know, now I've, I've, I've been released. I've been cut all that stuff. Like it's hard to do, man. It's hard to make an NFL roster. Like, Cause I, I think of the time now, like I got, I got cut last year out of Houston. I got released this year out of Washington and you're like, I'm a better player than I was when I'm a rookie. Like I got more experience, like, but it's just like a numbers game and all this stuff. And it's just like, it's dude, it's hard to make it. Like it's, there's so many limit spots. And so like thinking back to that moment, it was, it was just, it was so cool, man. And we got to play nine 11, New York jet, the MetLife stadium. Like so many cool moments, man. So many cool moments. Dude, let's not talk about the Jets. Although they did just win. <laughs> yeah, so dude. a miracle game. That was um, cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool. So, dude, what well, it's just a, it's a testament to you. I mean, your obviously your work ethic, your athleticism, your hard work. That's what I just said. You know, like even your skill set, like knowing that you had to do something else. I think a lot yeah. of players are in there. I don't want to say they're track, but they're like, I don't want to return sponsor. You know, mm-hmm. for me, they're like, can you long snap? I was like, I've never even thought about it. Yeah. Like, you know, looking back, I'm like, damn it. You should have long snapped. Yeah. You should have, I don't know, tried doing a thousand other things. So you are more like exotic when you get to the NFL, yeah. but having things go your way, dude, is just because you were a good football player and like yeah. you were ready for it. And I think that's so special and so cool about you. I remember watching games and be like, dude, this guy's killing it. Mm-hmm. This is a Wisconsin guy killing it. Yeah. No, man, I, I think, yeah, you gotta be willing to adapt and change and, and find, just find a way, man. I think that's what I've done my whole career. And, um, I mean, I don't even like, I don't even usually talk about all this stuff, but it's just like, it's just cool to see how, if you're just willing to put yourself out there. Like just my time going to Wisconsin, like just take a chance on something and then just like, don't worry about the chance. Like, don't worry about having a guarantee to do something. Right. Just like go put it out there, man. If you fail, you fail. Who cares? Like I was not going to leave. I was not going to leave a chance at Wisconsin on the plate, like, and go play D three sp- basketball. Like no disrespect to D three basketball. Like it's awesome. It, mm-hmm. They actually won a national championship would, would have been my senior year. Um, but it's like, I wasn't going to leave a chance that I've always dreamed of because of something that's to be, go somewhere safe and, and do something that I know I could mm-hmm. do. Like, let's go do this, man. And there was a lot of moments that were tough, man. There's a lot of moments where I, you know, call my mom and dad and my girlfriend and like my wife at the time, I mentioned my wife now. And, <laughs> um, it's like, I don't know if I could do this. And there's like, just keep going, just keep going. And my parents are hardworking people, man. They're blue collar, you know, work multiple jobs. And like, so the work was never, I knew I could work. Like that's all I knew how to do, knew what to do. Um, but it was just, there's days, man, where it's, it's, it's hard and you don't know if it's going to work out. It's like, am I doing this for nothing? And you just keep going and just keep fighting and clawing. And I mean, as you know, Bernie, like at the end, it's all worth it is that all worth it? And, um, you know, being a badger was something that, you know, I walk, I walk around proud wearing my Wisconsin stuff, man. I, you know, the, just the group of guys that everyone's, there's so many good guys, man. Like the whole group is just so good, but, um, man, I'm, I'm proud to be a badger, proud of my career up to this point. And 
Um, I'm going to just keep playing as long as I can, man. Well, dude, we're, we're all proud of you as well. Yeah. I appreciate it. I know, you. I know that. Um, I know we are over, but Matt Perkins, you have a round Robin that you like to do. And I love it also. Okay. Well, let's, let's make it real quick. Cause, uh, both yeah, Alex and I have got, I've, I've got to get out of here. Um, you overlap with five NFL running backs. Uh, mm. I, I think I counted it at your time at Wisconsin. Um, I'm not going to ask you which one's best. I'm not going to ask you to rank them. I asked Joe Thomas that, and he was a little, little bit scared off of it. But um, w- which one of their traits, either Melvin Gordon, Corey Clement, uh, Monty Ball, James White, I forget who I forget who the fifth one was that you overlapped with, uh, Dari, Dari Gumbawale, what one of their like physical traits oh, yeah. or things on the field just like wowed you the most? Gosh, dude, that was... A di- very diverse group. I think Melvin was kind of a combination of, you know, Monty and, um, you know, being a little more quick twitched and, you know, more, a little more long speed than Monty had. Um, dude, that was such a good group. James, James is like the best guy, you know, and just, just all ground, just one of the best teammates I've ever been around, but just a great football player too. Like he just retired too. Like, Man, he's had a great career. Should have been Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, he should have, but you know how that goes. Yeah, um, Tom Brady wins everything. I don't even remember the question, but dude, the, the traits those guys had and just that group of, you know, kind of the O-line culture and the running back culture, like those two cultures have just like sustained themselves by like, you come to this room, the standards here, and another receiver room, like we've always tried to get there, but it's tough when you don't throw the ball a ton. Uh, not <laughs> excuses. But that running back room and that O line group, dude, like those are just <laughs> machines. Like you come into there, you look at that wall, you're like, um, that's first rounder, first rounder, first rounder. Guy's still playing, guy played 10 years, guy's still playing, guy played eight <laughs> years. Like in the running back room, you know, like they had five NFL running backs in the room at one time. Like it's nuts. Dude, nuts. Absolutely. Like that's not that's not normal. So like that's that's a standard that you come in, you're like, dude, I gotta, I gotta uphold this, man. Yeah, for sure. Okay, final one. I'll get you on here. Uh, toughest guy to shake when you're running a route, uh, both at college level and the pros. Oof. Gosh, man. That's that's good. I th- I think in college, um, we had a lot of good battles. I was actually teammates with them last year in Houston. Uh Desmond King was really good. DB oh, from Iowa, nice. Uh, Iowa, yeah. Um and he actually like suplexed me and gave me a concussion too. So that was great. <laughs> um, NFL. Oof. Um, probably uh, at the time, Stefan Gilmore. I was Which version? B- uh, Bills or Patriots version? Patriots. Okay. Yeah, we were, we were actually uh, teammates last year in Carolina. And we traded there. He's a, he's a good dude, man. Um, but dude, yeah, he was, he was, he was the man. He's still a good player, but man, he was, he was hard to beat. Well, there you have it. I want one more. What's like one of your favorite games in the NFL you ever played in? One of the cool moments that we had was, it was my, it was my fifth year in the league and I've never, I never beat. Pittsburgh. We played him twice a year, never beat him up to this point. And we come in, we got a backup quarterback in and we just play like a grimy, like really basic offense, like trying to protect the quarterback type stuff and like just grind it out, dude. And we, we found a way to win. And it was just, it was one of those cool football moments. Uh, I mean, I think there's, there's bigger wins in the career, but I think as a football moment, like just finding a way to win, like not pretty, knowing it's not going to be pretty. And you just, you beat him, man. It, it was cool. That's awesome. That's a great note to end on. That's Alex, thank you so much for being here, man. This is, this was special. Appreciate it guys. It was really fun on here talking about the, uh, the good old days and at good UW, old days, man. that development lift. Well, listen, <laughs> good luck. Uh, good luck at practice tomorrow. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Um, thank you. And uh, until next time uh, on Wisconsin, on Wisconsin. Thanks, fellas. That was awesome. Thanks for listening to the Believe in Badger Football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag. 
you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Believe in Badgers. That's B-L-E-A-V in Badgers. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube page for full videos of our podcasts. The show is produced by Matt Perkins and Matt Bernstein with audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. Our theme music is by Matt Blaustein. Thanks again for listening and on Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.